This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, you have to, number one, be uh, you're really on point with what you're doing and make sure that you're executing your assignments, uh, not giving them big home runs. Yeah, you, you always want to keep the ball in front of you on defense and eliminate the big plays. So that's something you're going to have to do. And then well, we're going to have to do a good job of picking our shots to uh, go ahead and be aggressive and be physical with these guys. And uh, chances uh, when the chances arise to be able to go ahead and apply pressure, be able to take advantage of it. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus getting you ready for Saturday's 11 a.m. Ohio State game that can be seen on Fox. That was Nebraska's outside linebackers coach Mike Dawson. And I almost look at Dawson, guys, as almost a co-defensive coordinator. I think he's going to have a lot of influence on Eric Chenander. He's a former coordinator himself. And I know he was already here once, um, but I, I think his role is that much bigger now of trying to revamp that outside linebacker position and I look at all the questions on defense right now, and to me, outside linebacker, can Caleb Tanner be the guy we thought he should be? Can JoJo Dolman play within the system, play disciplined football? Can Garrett Nelson do the same thing? Can Nick Heinrich Henrich play the outside linebacker spot and be productive? Uh, Feldarius Payne, can they get anything out of him? I mean, I just think there's so many questions. And Nico Cooper, is he a guy? We'll see it all I'll play this year at that position, and Dawson's got his work cut out for him. When JoJo Doman is your most known commodity, uh, and he's the guy that admittedly was not an every-down player last year and, and hasn't been yet, that makes this by far the biggest area of concern from just a single position group on the roster, in my opinion, uh, just because we have zero idea what this group is going to be able to bring to the table. And as we saw far too often last season, uh, the inability to not only rush the passer, but set the edge in the run game cost Nebraska in huge ways. I mean, the big chunk run plays, the uh, quarterback sitting back in the pocket and having all day to throw against the uh, overmatched secondary. I mean, it just made for a disaster of a recipe uh, with the inconsistency and lack of production from that group. So now you're tasked with a new position coach trying to manage a bunch of unknowns and guys that, you know, we, we have no idea what they're going to be able to bring. You know, I think JoJo, you feel good about his overall talent, but can he do it every down? Can take Caleb Tanner finally take that jump and be the uh, primary pass rusher that we expect them to be? Is Nick Henrich ready uh, to take on a versatile role playing inside and out? Uh, I mean, the fact that they're still moving guys around uh, to that position, you know, even like a couple weeks or a week before the first game shows that this is uh, still very much uh, in flux and probably something that is going to be uh, an issue for them all year long. Yeah, and that's probably my biggest worry, I guess, is is just kind of watching the, the movement, the late movement here, right, as the season is about ready to get underway when you're you're talking about moving an inside guy to outside and, and a defensive end and Phil Darius Payne back to outside linebacker. Um, you know, that's that tells you right there that they've got a lot of question marks still and that they don't necessarily um, like how that group is, has been playing or that they're willing to try brand new things here just a couple of weeks before the season starts. Um, but, you know, my biggest questions, like you said, Robin, is, uh, you know, can Caleb Tanner be that guy that they recruited him to be? Can uh, Garrett Nelson, who we, we know he's going to play hard. Uh, I mean, that's that's a given, but he was not always in the right position last year, even though he was going a thousand miles an hour. He was not always in the right spot. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot, awful lot of unknowns 
options there. Um, you, and you'd hope that either a Fildarius Payne or a Nico Cooper, uh, two Juco guys there, could at least give you something. Nate, I want to ask you this. When you look at Ohio State's offensive talent, you know the recruiting, you know the rankings better than anybody. I mean, how scared, how scared are you of that roster when you see the names on there? And they've lost a lot, but they always lose a lot, and well, they yeah. always just put out pros. That's the thing. I don't think you can ever look at Ohio State and say – and feel good that, oh, you know what, they, they lost a lot of guys. They, they put a, a lot of guys in the pros last year, so they're going to be down. I mean, that's not how Ohio State uh, operates. I mean, their whole roster is full of four- pros. and five-star pros. Um, and, and, and they understand that, you know what, I'm going to go there and I'm going to you know, probably, um, you know, in most cases, sit a couple years uh, behind a couple future pros. And then when it's my turn, I'm going to play a couple years and then be a future pro. And so, um, yeah, if you're Nebraska, um, and you're you're rolling in uh, undermanned or or have a bunch of unknowns at that outside linebacker spot uh, against the type of talent that they're going to be seeing. I mean that's that's a definite concern. Let's put it this way: they have a guard, Wyatt Davis, who is their starting guard right now, who was voted to the Big Ten Network All Decade Team. So they have a current player <laughs> that's on the All Decade Team. That that's the Ohio State level of talent we're talking about. Yeah, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we get you ready. And Justin Fields, I mean, I'm of the camp that you really this is a guy you're not going to just completely shut down but can you limit the home run plays I, I think that is really for Nebraska where it starts I think it starts that and then also uh, you got to contain the running game you cannot let Ohio State get six seven yards a pop on the ground and make life that much easier for Justin Fields I think your only way of winning this game is making Ohio State as one-dimensional as possible and just hope that Justin gets frustrated and, and has a bad start to the game, make some early mistakes to where you can change the, the momentum early and just get Ohio State flustered. Easier said than done, obviously, <laughs> but if you let them and you know Trey Sermon and all those guys just run rampant on you, which they've done more often than not against Nebraska, uh, the game's over right then and there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you've got to slow down the run and – and maybe throw out some looks, some coverages that, that maybe Justin Fields hasn't seen out of you on film before, um, you know, and, and make put, make them as one-dimensional or, or as predictable as you possibly can. There's no way you're going to completely shut down a guy like Justin Fields, uh, but you certainly can't allow him to to have a full bag of, of uh, you know, all of his, uh, you know, tools at his disposal there because if you do that, it's, it's, it's going to be over in a hurry. The matchup that really worries me, though, Going into this game, Nebraska lost three NFL 53-man roster defensive linemen, and they're going against the new guys coming in are going to be going against arguably not only the best line in the Big Ten, but maybe the best offensive line in the country. And anybody will remember last year, Ohio State just ran it right down Nebraska. Like nobody did it like that. I mean, teams ran at Nebraska, but it was a lot of sideways, misdirectional. Ohio State just ran. I'll never forget that image of their center literally lifting up Muhammad Barry, slamming him to the ground, and then Muhammad Barry got up again and he threw him back to the ground. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say, like, if you can't hold your own in the trenches, this game, I mean, this game will live up to its 27-point spread. I think that's where it is now. So, I mean, like, that's it's all on that defensive front seven to keep this thing close because if they let Justin Fields just hand the ball off and then work it second and short or whatever it may be, uh, it's you know there, there's no chance. And the only way that they're going to be able to hold their own is if they can disguise some blitzes, get some pressure somehow with uh, you know different types of pressures, but also 
make Ohio State have to win with Justin Fields. Don't let everybody else win the game for him. Yeah, there's there's no breaking in uh, this new defensive line for Nebraska. That's for sure. I mean, these guys they're going to have to they're going to have to be ready to roll and and to play at a very very high level uh, right out of the gate. Uh, otherwise, uh, like I said earlier, otherwise <laughs> things could get pretty ugly. And your projected starters today probably Ben Stilley, Damian Daniels, Ty Robinson. I mean, that'd be, those that'd be my three. And then Keem Green. Casey Rogers and DeAndre Thomas kind of as the next three. Jordan Riley's in there too, but I think he's nursing something. So I don't know if we'll see him or where he'll be out there, but it's a, it's a tough task for, you know, and we'll, I think Ty Robinson's going to be a star in this program, uh, but pretty tough opening act for the redshirt still freshman. Still a redshirt freshman going up against, you know, like I said, an all decade guard in Wyatt <laughs> Davis. All right. When we come back, Kevin Noon from Buckeye Grove is going to join us here on the show. He'll give his thoughts on this matchup next. You're listening here to the Oscar line show.